I just want you guys to give him a huge gathering welcome to Bishop Tony Hall. Praise God. Let's give Jesus a big hand praise. That's who, that's who deserves the glory and honor. Come on. I said let's give Jesus a big hand praise. You can be seated. I'm glad to be at the gathering today. And I'm glad to be with a lot of my friends from Pastor Jenkins and Lady Jenkins. And to all of the leaders here. Um, I, I know that there was Memorial Day weekend, and so I, I heard that you dressed down on this day, so I told my wife, we really need to dress down because we don't want to stand out. And so we did the best we could. We, we did the best we could to just kind of dress down. To, we wanted to feel comfortable here, and so hopefully, I, I think that we nailed it, babe. I think we nailed it. And so, um, uh, but I do want my wife to just say something. If, if she don't put me out, if she don't put me out, by October 15th, it will be 45 years of marriage. Hallelujah. So y'all pray for me that she don't, she don't put me out. But I told her, I told her, Pastor Jenkins, she can leave whenever she wants to. But just tell me where we going. That's all I want to know. Tell me. When you get tired of me, sometime I get tired of me, just tell me where we going and, and we'll, we'll do it. Amen. We'll go. Praise God. But I want, I want my wife, I want the queen to come and greet you in Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands and praise God for her? Thank you, Bishop. Greetings. I'm glad to be here at the gathering. Wow, we have gathered together in the presence of the Lord. I honor the leaders. I honor the presence of the Lord. And I'm just glad to be in the house of the Lord. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I'm 64 years old. I've been married to this man. October will be 45 years. It has been a journey, but it's been a good journey. Amen. Because the Lord has been the center of our lives. And I'm so glad about that. I'm looking forward to what God is going to say to him today. We were going to do the marriage uh, thing before you, but God shifted. So we're going to go in the direction of the Lord. God bless you all. Love you. Praise God. So um, like Pastor Jenkins said that we're, we're starting our book tour. Um, I am, um, we're both, we, 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 uh, we were very troubled kids. We, um, um, I got her pregnant when we were 18 years old. She had one child at 17 years old. And, and we were both high school dropouts. I was in gangs when I was from the time I was 12 to 15 in Detroit, Michigan. Very troubled kid. When we got married, our pastor, her parents, my parents, the church people, everybody said it won't last six months. It's a disaster. Um, when you look at our pictures from our wedding, it looked like more of a funeral than a wedding. But here we are 45 years later, and we're teaching people all over the world how to have an amazing marriage. And so I wrote three books. The first book that I wrote, it's called The Ten Things I Wish My Father Had Taught Me. And this is a lot about the story of my life and how we have been, I've been able to go from a high school dropout to where we are right now, changing the world. And these are ten principles that I use 
um, that, that has got me to where I am now. And then The Green Room. I, I released The Green Room, I think, two years ago. And this is a book that breaks down wisdom for every age, from birth to 20, 21 through 30, 31, 40. Whatever age you are, um, this is something that you can read and what should be happening in the age that you live in right now. And this book is really a hot book. It's really a, a really incredible book. And this is the book that we just put out, and we're going across the country. One of our, one of our burdens right now is to touch pastors. And so what we do is we go into different cities from, uh, we start here. I, I, I knew that this was going to be the first weekend before we go out on our book tour. And I, I was praying, God, where can I go to start this off where we can have people to pray over us? Because this is the worst time to be going on the road because gas prices are so high, hotels, everything. And several times I started to cancel it because everything is just out of control. But the Lord says, I can protect you and I can take you everywhere that you need to go because pastors are under attack. Can somebody say amen about that? Pastors are under attack. Their marriage is under attack. And so we go out and we just bless pastors all over the country. And we're going next week. We'll be in, California. We'll be in New York next week. Um, in Manhattan, we'll be in Harlem next weekend. Uh, doing a boot camp and we go from there all the way over to Los Angeles we'll be back in August and so that's a lot of road a uh, lot of too many cities to talk about and so these books and so it, it is it is our desire man it would be great if we can sell about 100 books today that would be awesome you can get one of these books and give it to somebody that would be awesome but I wanted to bless the man and woman of this house and um and just want to bless you with them and thank you for allowing it to come and thank you for your friendship Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your friendship. What a great brother. This is a great man that you have here. And so those of you that get, we're going to sign books, take pictures, um, because people across the country are very excited about what's going to go on. Now, the Lord flipped the whole message on me. I was going to do a PowerPoint um, about, about what we do. One of the things that we have, let me just get into this quickly. Um, we have something that's called a marriage boot camp. Marriage boot camp is individual sessions with me and my wife, and we have, we have couples all over this country, and we're coaching them to have a great marriage. We don't believe in people having a good marriage. We believe in people having a great marriage. And, and we don't just come on there and listen to what you do. We give people hard stuff to do in order to build an amazing marriage. I don't want to be just one person that have an amazing marriage. I, 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 and we have, we have couples from their 20s all the way up to their 60s, and it's really transforming lives. If you want to know something about it, you can talk to us after service. But the Lord just flipped the whole thing on me. I came in, asked the guys, is there a way to plug my computer up? I have a PowerPoint presentation. Of course, it's not set up yet. And when Pastor Jenkins got up and began to talk about praying for the men, the Lord gave me the word that he wants me to take across the country. And so guess what? I'm going to practice it on you today. How about that? I'm going to practice it on you today. But uh, if you will open your Bibles and stand to your feet and go to 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter, I want to just talk to you. I, 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 I haven't even put this in a, in a place of, with my notes and stuff like that, so I'm just going to have to go about what I feel like the Lord is saying to me. And there is a, I, I really feel like it's of God because as I sat here and all of those men came up to the front, I felt a deep moaning, uh, groaning in my spirit. And so I know I'm supposed to preach this here today, and we're going to see families transformed by the power of God. Can somebody say amen, somebody? 
Families are under attack. I said families are under attack. And the devil is trying to destroy families. He's not only trying to destroy families, but he's trying to destroy those that would be husbands and wives. And all of these beautiful children in here are paying the price. Because he's destroying our families. Amen. It's almost like if I ask you for your credit card and I'm going across the country on this tour, it's going to cost probably $15,000. And you let me use your credit card and I run up all the bill and they send you the bill. If the enemy can destroy, she said, uh, I don't think so. If the, in, if, the enemy, if the enemy can destroy your marriage, somebody pays the bill. Because what the devil really wants is your kids. And while you're fighting against each other, your kids are sitting back saying, okay, now that is what I do when I grow up. So that's how I talk to my wife. So that is how I talk to my husband. Just what they're learning. And don't be surprised. Those of us that have adult kids, you know what I'm talking about. Don't be surprised if your kids become the harvest of what you're sowing. Now, I don't know if I'm going to sell any books after I preach this, but uh, we'll just give it a shot. Amen. So 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter. Uh, let's go into this. Three days later, when David and his men arrived home after their town, uh, at their town of Ziglag, they found the Amalekites had made a raid into the uh, Negriv and Ziglag, and they had crushed Ziglag and burned it to the ground. They had caught, they had carried the women and children and everyone else, but uh, else, but without killing anyone. When David and his men saw that the ruins and realized what had happened to their families. They wept until they couldn't weep no more. David's two wives, it talks about in the fifth verse, was among those the captive. Verse number six, David was now greatly uh, great danger because all of his men was very weary and bitter and losing their sons and daughters and began to talk about stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Then he said to Abathar the priest, bring me the ephod. So Abathar brought it, and David asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch him? And the Lord told them, yes, go after them, and you will surely recover everything that was taken from you. I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about the power of weeping men. The power of weeping men. You can be seated. Father, bless us the word today. You kind of put a trick on me today, God, so you're going to have to give me the words to say. And I thank you for men and women that will be changed by the power of God. We pray in Jesus' name. The Amalekites were horrible people. The, the Amalekites were evil people. There was nothing, nothing that they would do good. They were evil people. They were corrupt, messed up, evil people. There was no, they, they had no limits of what they would do to people, men, women, and children. The Amalekites were horrible people. So how in the world could they come into a place and take all the husbands, I mean, all the wives and the children and take them into captivity? The reason why they were able to do that because the men were gone and they were at a place they shouldn't have been. 
And that's what happens when men disappear. And they're not at the right place at the right time. Because those of us that are men, we are to be protectors. And we are to be the ones that sow and cover our wives and children. And now after preaching and starting, we started four church, I mean eight churches across America, all in inner cities. Since we were in our mid-20s, we went all over the country. We preached all over the world. We ministered to hundreds and thousands of people. And now after counseling and coaching for 30 years, one of the major problems that we see in our culture is the absence of men. We're dealing with the fatherless generation. I promise you, if I, if I had all of you to stand, you would be shocked at the uh, amount of men and women in here that says, I never had my father. My father wasn't in my life. And a lot of people will say, even though my father was there, he was not really there. So we're dealing with a fatherless generation. And it's not only in the seats that we have fatherless generation, even those of us that are in a pulpit. There is a, a growing group of men and women, uh, especially men that are just not there. I'm not trying to condemn anybody, but a lot of it because their fathers wasn't there. They wasn't there. They might have been there to teach them how to hunt and how to fish. And how to work the business. But there's not many fathers that's been there to teach them how to cover. Because what your wives and what your children need today, no matter how old they are, they need men that will cover. That will cover the generation. Because just like David and his men that was away from their families, hanging out with the, hanging out with the, uh, 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 Samson who was, who, who his, his kind of people, they were hanging out somewhere they shouldn't have been. David was hanging in the wrong place. He wasn't home with his families. And the enemy crept in and and carried them all away and burned everything down with fire. That's the generation that we live in now. It's an Amalekite spirit. An Amalekite spirit, it has, it has no mercy for anything. That's the generation that we live now. I look at all these little beautiful kids around this church. I'm looking at them today and, and I shake my head because there's a system out here that is made to destroy your kids. They don't want your kids to know that the, the boys are boys and girls are girls. There's a, there's, a, there's a spirit out here. Oh, come on here, somebody. There's a spirit out here. They, they don't want your kids to know about respect. There's a spirit out here that don't want your kids to know the greatness of marriage. There's a spirit out here that instead of raising strong boys to be boys and strong women, feminine women. Oh, my God, Lord, I don't want to get in trouble here today. But there's a spirit out here to destroy your kids. It's a spirit out here. They don't want your boys to grow up to be good men. So they're building bigger jails and smaller schools. And they're, they're, they're building those jails for your kids. I'm a, I'm a grandfather of 14 and I have a, I have a great grandfather of 7. And they're building bigger jails to house your kids.
where they fight against. They fight against the police officers, but they lift up the drug dealers. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Because that's the, that's the system that's built now. We're going, we're going to be in New York next week, and, and, and it's the, 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 the lawlessness is out of control. And it seemed, like, it seemed like the good guys that's trying to protect, they're knocking them down. But they look at the lowlifes, and they're letting them out of prison. So it seemed like we're under attack. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It seemed like we're, we're under attack. Those of us that are law-abiding and those of us that pay our bills and those of us that walk in law, to be law-abiding, everything is against it now. That's the spirit of the Amalekites. So my message today is, who's going to protect us? You say, well, the, 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 the government should do more. Well, that it should do more. But let me tell you something. The answer is right here in this house. The answer is right here. Politicians stand up and say, vote for me and I'll make a change. But those of you that's older, like some of us, you know that a lot of them are liars. Oh, my God. I should have preached the other thing that I was saying. I should have, I should have, I should have preached this other thing. Just vote for me. I'll, I'll protect you. Vote for me. People, people running for school boards. People running for, for all kind of places. The politicians, they come into our churches and they lie and they smile. But then they get in power and then all of a sudden they forget about everything that they said. So who's going to protect us? I, my, in my opinion... We need men to stand back up in their places. We need, we need men in our churches to, to rise up. Because the only thing that can fight that help us to fight the Amalekites is praying men. And here is David and his men after they're away hanging out, tripping. Can I say tripping here? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, there's not enough black people here to understand about tripping, but... Uh, but but I, and I let me let me just interpret what that means. Tripping means tripping means acting a fool. Let me say that's a still that's still a black word. Let me say, and 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 they out there tripping places they ain't got no business being. They they out there tripping, hanging out with people that they shouldn't be in. And while they're out tripping, did I interpret it yet? Did I, did I interpret? See, if I was in a black church, then they would understand that. But let me, let me help my brothers and sisters here today. Tripping means that you're somewhere you ain't got no business doing, not paying attention to what you're supposed to be paying attention to. And while they're doing that, the Amalekites has come in and ripped off their families. And that's what happened here. And that's what we're facing right now. We do, a, we do a, what's called a marriage and relationship boot camp and Pastor, we have, we have people in their 60s in our boot camp. And these are individual sessions that we have with husbands and wives. And I'm shocked that the young people, they're more pliable. The thing that brings such sadness to me and my wife is people that are in their 60s. They're so set on dysfunction. They don't understand that generations after them will be dysfunctional because of their dysfunction. I even had a pastor and his wife. I had to kick them out of the boot camp because they fought like animals. That's the spirit of the Amalekites. They were like animals that lived in the desert. They weren't like domesticated animals. They were vicious animals. And we kicked them out of the boot camp because you're not going to have an hour and a half of my time just screaming at each other. So we try to help people and coach people into having great marriages. 
And here's the Amalekites. They waited for the right opportunity. Some of your marriages are in trouble today. And you need to get some help for your marriage. And while they're out somewhere tripping, can y'all say tripping? I'm, I'm trying to help y'all today. I, I want to leave something in y'all today. Yeah, they, so when, 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 when something is going near home, say, man, you tripping. Come on. Try that. Come on. Do a little, get a little attitude. Say, you tripping. Don't be, don't be tripping. And so David and them, David and them, when it was time to go home, because even the enemy didn't want them. Says, get out of here, because David, he, he doesn't mean us any, any good. So when David and his men get up and start marching towards Ziglag, thinking that their wives and children will be out there singing and dancing in the streets that the men have come home. But the closer they get to Ziglag, they see the fire. They see the fire. They see their, their houses laying in ruin. And the blessing and the problem with getting older is that we're seeing homes that's being destroyed. Why would God give me this assignment at this age in my life? Why would God give me this assignment where we have done, we have done I think, a pretty good job at raising our kids? And we've pastored for nearly 40 years. And we've traveled and we ministered and we lay hands on people. We thought that when we retire, we'd be able to sit back and just help some churches or whatever like that. But God gave me this assignment to go out and touch hurting marriages. Because what I'm seeing in the horizon in our churches as I travel all over the, the, the country, especially in America, I see all of these beautiful boys and girls, but I look in the, parent, the, fa the face of their parents and I said, these children are on their way to destruction. Because while the father and mother is fighting or not speaking or not together, the Amalekites come to destroy our children. And as grandparents, how it breaks our heart. You know what I'm talking about? As grandparents, it breaks our hearts because we can't say anything. And we have to sit in here and watch the ruin because two very selfish people. They hate each other so much until they don't love their kids enough to love each other. And let me say this to you as parents. The greatest gift that you can give your kids is not a fancy car, not a bunch of money in the bank. The greatest gift you can give your kids is a happy marriage. And if you really love your kids, love each other. And then that's the way your kids will show what love will be about. I don't know why. I don't know why God gave me this because the other thing was, was really, I think you would really like the other thing, but, 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 but the greatest gift. I've seen, I've seen people save up money for their kids, and they've given their kids fancy motorcycles when they're 10 and 12 years old, and the parents don't even like each other, not even, don't even like each other. You're thinking, of, I'm leaving this big business to my kids, but you don't teach them how to love. So the Amalekites creep in unaware and steal everything. And then David and his men get home and they see the city burn with fire. I'm almost done. He see the city burn with fire. And David and his men begin to weep until they had no more power to weep. And you say, why would they weep so hard until they had no power to weep? Because a man knows just how Brutal a man can be on their sons and daughters. 
A man can imagine what's happening at the same time with his young girls and with his young boys. Not alone what could be happening to their wives. And they wept until they had no power to weep. You know what we need today? We need weeping men. Anytime you call a prayer meeting, I don't know about here at the gathering, but when you call most prayer meetings, you have women that are coming. They'll get on their faces no matter how hard the floor is. They'll get on their faces and weep and cry, and men will stand like this. But let me tell you what we need in these last days. We need weeping men. We need men that are not afraid. We need men that will come and fall on their faces before God and say, God, save my children. Save my grandchildren. Save my great-grandchildren. God, save this generation we know that we're in the last days and so many people are being destroyed but as for me and my house God I pray for my children every night me and my wife before we go to sleep I don't care what has happened that day we cry out for our children we cry out for our grandchildren we cry out for our great-grandchildren when my kids were young when they were teenagers they would, early in the morning, they would hear me on my face. They would hear my wife on her face, weeping before God, praying, asking God to touch our children. Just because we were their pastor, it didn't mean that they, they didn't have a world that was after them. And what we need now, we need weeping men. We need men that are not afraid to weep. We need men that's not ashamed to weep. Let me tell you something. If your marriage is in trouble, if your children are in trouble, what, what I suggest you do, find a place in your home and fall on your face and let them hear you weeping. Get up at nighttime and walk through that house and just walk in their room while they're asleep and let them hear you praying in that room, asking God to cover them, asking God to bless them. Let them hear you, men. It's time for us to hear you. Listen, you get mad enough and you're screaming at house, they'll hear you then. They need to hear you praying. They need to hear you calling out to God. They need to hear you crying out to God. They need to hear your voice come before God. They need to have your voice rebuking the devil. They need to hear your voice. When my grandkids come over, we walk to the house praying. They need to hear grandpa. Listen, I don't know anything that my grandfather said, that my great-grandfather said. I don't know anything that they said. But the reason why I write books is because I want my 14 grandkids and my seven great-grandkids to know that once I'm dead and gone, they need to know something about what their grandfather and their great-grandfather said. And I'm calling all men from the gathering to start weeping before God. We cannot depend on the government. We can't depend on them. We thank God for our police, but guess what? We can't only depend on them. We can't depend on our teachers, even though we have amazing teachers and we support them. But one of the greatest things that we have, the greatest tools, and, and I see in this room so many beautiful, great men. I was touched as you came to the altar and began to pray. I was ready to come up there and just start praying and ministering to you then. I, I could have did that right then, but I just wanted to be in order. And, and God was switching the, the message. And my wife said to me, are you sure you're supposed to do the PowerPoint about the book? <laughs> and at the same time, when she asked me that, I was looking for my scripture, the scripture that I shared this morning. Because it's not about the book. 
It's about we need people. We need men right here in Albemarle because, listen, not many churches, many churches, we become a pacifying center to pacify people. But thank God for a church that said we're going to touch the world for God. We're going to lift up the name of Jesus. I'm calling all men to weep. Get in your house and weep. So David says, bring me to Ifod. Come here, Pastor Judge Jenkins. So, come up here, man. So, David says, bring me to Ifod. So, That's a sharp, that's, that's a sharp white boy. Come on here, somebody. Man. David says, bring me the ephod. And he brought him the ephod. He said, bring me the ephod, because that's what a leader does. When the nation is in trouble, bring me the ephod. And he brought the ephod and he began to say, God, shall we go after this troop? Will we prevail against him? And because the leader got into a place where God heard him. Listen to me as I close. Every man, even though he's the pastor of the gathering, you are the pastor of your house. And you have to find a place in your house, man. Let me tell you what your wives need. Your wives need a man that's not afraid to go before God on behalf of your house. I don't care what the enemy is doing in your house. I don't care what the enemy is doing in your marriage. Find you a place and wrap yourself in something as the leader of this house. Because God looks at you as the leader of your house. He looks at you as the spiritual authority of your house. And you got to wrap yourself with something that stands in your place and say, devil, you can't have my wife. You cannot have my children. A lot of your wives are yearning for a man that's not afraid to weep before God. A lot of them come come up in traumatic situations. Yes, I know. I I know that a lot of your marriage is in trouble. I felt that so strong in my spirit. But we need men that will put on the ephod of the cloak in your house and weep before God. And if you weep before God, God will give you an answer. He'll give you an answer how to rescue your marriage. He'll give you an answer how to rescue your children. A lot of you have teenagers. Oh, my God, I'm so glad. Can I just one second? Lord, I thank you that I don't have teenagers anymore. Thank you, Jesus. I, I got you, man. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. I, I, I'm sorry. I got off. I got off for a second. But, but a lot of your teenagers are in trouble. Some of you parents know what I'm talking about. Your teenagers are in trouble. But, men, you are the answer. Your family's not going to understand it at first. But you are the answer. We need weeping men. We need men that's not afraid to weep before God. Stand on your feet, every man. I'll take my jacket down. Praise God. 
Ooh, put it on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hand, men. Lift your hand. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands, Father. I pray for the men. I tell you what, men, if you're not ashamed, and I know we just had you up at the altar, I'm asking you to come back to the altar and join me at the altar for a second. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to look up here at me. I want to talk to you. A lot of you have fathers didn't know how to be fathers. Nobody gave us a book when we start having children to how to be a father. We did. Your, some of your fathers did the best they could. A lot of us that have now grandsons and now great-grandsons. I realized I didn't know what I was doing. I was only 18 when I had, I had two sons by the time I was 19. And sometimes I just feel like, man, I just wish I knew more. But I did the best I could. And you are the answer. If you're going to take this city, if you're going to take your family, if you're going to speak into generations, it's going to take you. Your wives and sons need you. To push past your fear, push past your anger, push past the rage, push past the abandonment issues you have, and weep before God. So I called you to the front, first phase of this message. I want you to lift your hands, and I want you to repent for not being the man that you should have been, that you didn't know. For some of you have really issues. Some of you have issues with lust. Some of you have issues with pornography. A lot of you have issues with marriage right now. Some of you have issues with, with your wives and with your father. And, and it's hard to be a father because of the rejection that you felt from your father. But I want you to, oh, I want you to lift your voice and begin to ask God to help you. Come on, ask God to help you. Lift up your voice man don't be afraid lift up your voice and ask God cry out to God for help he'll help you he will help you he'll help you women I'm asking you to pray right now women would you pray right now hallelujah while your man is up here while these great men are up here God touch them right now help us God help our families help our sons and our daughters in the name of Jesus help us help us in our weaknesses help us because the Amalekites have come to destroy our family so I pray for these men I pray for them God I pray for them I pray that you would touch them and strengthen them and Keep them. In the name of Jesus, I come against every stronghold of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for godly men. I thank you for men that love. I thank you for men that want to love. Touch them right now, God. Pray. I pray right now for our men. I pray for our men. That they will have wisdom to go back and get their marriage and go back and get their children. And how to touch their children. In the name of Jesus. Come on men, say in the name of Jesus. I don't hear you, say in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now look up here men. Second part of this, I want you to go get your wife and bring them down here to the altar. Go get them. Go get them and bring them. Go get them and bring them. Go get them and bring them.
If you have some soft music or something that you can play, why don't you do that? Hallelujah. Go get your wives and bring them to the altar. Praise God. Well, well, well those of you that's not here, would you, would you help me pray? Would, can I hear women praying? Can I hear people praying in the audience that asking God to touch us? I'm asking my wife to come up here with me. Hallelujah. 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 I love this. I love this. I love this. Hallelujah. If you have some soft music, some if you can just play it right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Those of you that still sit in your seat, would you stretch your hands towards uh, these beautiful couples up here? Look up here, please. Hallelujah. Your marriage is under attack. No matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, no matter if you're rich or poor, we have very wealthy people in our boot camp that, that if you looked at them, you'd be surprised that they're getting counseling or coaching on how to have a great marriage. We hear it all, black and white. We have all kind of people in our boot camp that we're trying to tell, oh, yada, bashanta. I, w- I want to pray for you too. Come back. Hallelujah. Can I pray for you all? Can I pray for you and your wife? Just step right up here. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. He's touching you right now. Okay. He's touching you right now. In the name of Jesus. He's touching both of you right now. In the name of Jesus. Every stronghold. Every stronghold. In the name of Jesus, touch your mind. I break depression. Every stronghold. Lift your hands, sweetheart. Lift your hands. That's right. Y'all lift your hands. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, let God do it for you. Let healing take place right now. In the name of Jesus. I see years of shackles breaking off of you right now. Years of shackles. Hallelujah. Years. I, I just see on, on both sides of you, I just see bricks and shackles falling off of you right now in the name of Jesus. Sir, God is setting you free from some strongholds that has held you captive for years. In the name oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's right. Men, hold your wives right now. Hold them. Pray over them. Come on. Let them hear your voice praying over them. Speak blessings over your wives. Come on. Speak blessings. Speak blessings. That's what your wife needs. Speak blessings. Speak blessings. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's right. She needs to hear your voice speaking blessings over her. Yeah, that's what she needs. In the name of Jesus, I speak life over every marriage. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Maybe you're here today and your husband is not here. You want to come down here? Come on down here right now. Hallelujah. Every We speak blessings. We speak healing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
speak it. Speak it over your wives, men, in the name of Jesus. I speak life today. I speak life today. I speak life today. I speak encouragement. Yeah. I speak encouragement. I speak encouragement. That's, that's what I feel. Lady Jenkins, I speak encouragement. I speak encouragement. I speak encouragement in the name of Jesus. I speak encouragement in your spirit. In the name of Jesus, you are the lifter. You are the lifter. You are in the name of Jesus. I speak life today. I speak life today. I speak life today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I speak life today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Go after the enemy that's trying to destroy you. I speak life today. I speak life today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. You know, you know God's hand is on you. Hallelujah. Look at me for a second here. You know, God's hand is on you. And, and, and God has you and God wants to use you to bring in people that look like you. And, and every time you try to take a step forward to walk in that, the enemy comes and knocks you back. But it's time for you now to stand firm in what God is doing because you're a leader and the hand of God is on you. But I, I see a wall, I see a wall that it's time for it to come down. God, God is gonna use you. You are in the greatest season of your life right now. The greatest season. So don't be ashamed of what God is doing and what God is showing you, what God is speaking to you. But I break every chain. I break every chain. Hallelujah, people are depending on you. People are waiting on you. In the name of Jesus, I pray, I come against every stronghold of the wicked. And I pray for there to be peace in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, say in Jesus' name. There, there's a, God is performing. God is performing as you stood today. There, there's a miracle that's coming out from your life and into your family. As you spoke today, I saw, I saw mountains being moved. I saw them, I saw them. As you spoke today, as you got up and read that scripture, I saw, I saw, I saw mountains coming down. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for this man. I thank you for the stability that you bring through his life. In the name of Jesus, I pray for your dear wife. Hallelujah. I pray for healing. In the name of Jesus. 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 Did you speak life over your wives, man? Did you speak life over your wives? Did she hear your voice as you spoke over her? In the name of Jesus, lift your hand, sir. It's time now. 
it's never too late to straighten out anything that you're battling against. The time is now. It's never, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it over to God. He wants to do it through you, sir. He wants to do it through you. Forgetting those things that are behind you. Reaching to the things that God had before you. Yeah, let him do it. Why don't you let him do it? You got to stop fighting against God and let him do it in your life. Let him do it. Let him do it today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Touch right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will you stand to your feet? Everybody in here, stand to your feet. Stretch your hands up this way. Hallelujah. And as your hands are stretched this way, I pray for your families. I'm praying for your families. I'm praying for troubled marriages. I'm praying for good marriages. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now for you to for God to strengthen you. I pray for these children. I pray for the children that's in this house. In the name of Jesus, God, that you would cover them. Hallelujah. That you would cover them. That you would cover them. Come, come, come up a little closer. Lift your hands, sweetheart. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, come, babe. Come, would you just come and lay hands on her? I just, I just sense a healing that God wants to do. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray, God. I pray, God, for this couple. Lay your hands on them. In the name of Jesus. Everything that the enemy has set against them, God. You're breaking every chain. And God, you're releasing new joy into their lives. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say in the name of Jesus. Pray for every family. I pray for every marriage. I pray for those that are single, that's waiting on you. I pray for people that's going through a divorce and people that has gone through a divorce. I'm praying for God to strengthen you and heal you. In the name of Jesus, because the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So I pray for the gathering. I pray for the gathering. I pray for the gathering today. In the name of Jesus. I pray that this will be a place, a safe place, for people that will come and hear the word. And be transformed by the renewing of their mind. They'll be transformed under the power of God, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Where's the Jenkins? Yeah, come, come, both of you. Hallelujah. 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 Babe. Hallelujah. Queen. Come, 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 come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know that they're going to pray for me and my wife in a minute. And, um, pray for our book tour but um, there is so much in these people here there's so much in them there's, there's giftingness in them and there's a desire in them to reach the world for God and so I want you to help me to pray for them because they have such a heart for people and they have such a love for people and we are in a day when people have a genuine love for people. The attack is at them, after them in a ways you can't imagine.
but we need to pray right now. Babe, stand next to Lady Jenkins. You know, everybody knows your husband, you know. But girl, you are the one that this thing is birthing your spirit. And any of us that are gifted, any of us that's making any major impact, we have a wives that carry us. That's why it's very important. And as I was praying for you today, I just saw that to pray for encouragement, for God to restore your soul, for God to lift you up in your spirit. Because when he's discouraged, you have to lift him up. And there's times that you have to come in here and you have to smile when you don't feel like even like you're apart. But God is going to fill you with encouragement. He's going to breathe encouragement. You're going to wake up one morning and you're just going to be, man, this is just a new place. And so we pray for you all today. We pray for this great woman of God. Strengthen her, God. Strengthen the gift that's in her. The call that's in her. She will lay hands on women that are sick and afflicted. And miracles will happen in their lives. And I pray that she would not be discouraged. I pray that she would not be intimidated by the task that you put. Listen, God has placed something in your spirit that you thought is just too big, but it's not too big for God. Those dreams and visions that you once had about how big this thing is going to be and it, inter it intimidates you. Let me tell you something. It's not going to intimidate you any longer. The thing that you're seeing is going to be birthed in you and you're going to release this thing here. Because what you release in him, he's going to go forth and he's going to take it through. But encouragement has to stay in your life. And strength and the strength of the vision that God has placed in you. I appreciate your humility. That's what I, that's what I love about you. I, I always look for you. When I see him, I always look for you. But I'm telling you something. The, the vision and the birth is in you. The, the deep things is in you. And so, God, lift your hands, everybody. Let's pray for this great man. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to ask you to just lay your hands on his chest. Strengthen your man, God. This is your man for this time. And I thank you, God, that not only will he touch Albemarle, but all over the country and the world, the world would know Pastor Paul Jenkins. Thank you for that. In the name of Jesus that they'll be strengthened, that every stronghold of the enemy that comes to destroy the vision, I rebuke it and take authority over it right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say in the name of Jesus. Come on, all over this room, say in the name of Jesus. Come on, one more time, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I thank you, those of you that's going to help us this morning, to help us to go across the country and touch pastors and touch churches and touch marriages. In Jesus' name. Can you just tell the bishop how much you've appreciated him this morning? We want to we pray, church. Would you just stand as we pray over Bishop Tony and Denise? Um, you know, we've, we're giving them something for being here, but we tell you all the time when we have guest speakers here, if you've got one check and you don't know if you should give it to us or to them, just give it to them, right? God will take care of us. You bless them. They'll be in the foyer um, selling books, signing books, probably just still ministering because it's what you guys do. You just exude ministry to people. But we want to pray, and specifically, I want us to pray for courage. I know that you've watched him, and you're like, he doesn't need courage. <laughs> 
You know, um, a couple months ago, Tony Dungy, he's a, he used to be a professional football coach, he posted something on Twitter about the stats of fatherless homes. And he got torn apart because he addressed the issue of fatherlessness. And his only reply was a link back to a speech that President Obama had given a few years earlier that quoted the exact same stats and said, where... <laughs> I didn't say anything different than he said, and you didn't roast him. You're, they're stepping into a ministry season that is violent. And I don't mean that in an overstated way. And we've got to pray courage over them that they would boldly proclaim the word of truth, right, to a generation that needs it but doesn't want to hear it. And that the Holy Spirit would soften people's hearts to receive. So let's just stretch our hands this way and let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just speak courage into Tony and Denise, God. And I thank you for the message that you've given them. It is like fire that will not be shut up in their bones. And so I pray that when they open their mouths and proclaim your word, that they would stand in your confidence, your boldness, and in your courage. The enemy wants to discourage them but this morning we encourage we speak courage into them God that they would be able to walk boldly before people who want to stop the message but that your word will not return void it will not from New York all the way to California it will not return void and so I pray God for a harvest a great harvest of souls because of their faithful yes just a willingness to step into the fray and say yes god when we could sit back and be at ease we're choosing to step into the battle and take the fight to the people who desperately need the truth of god i thank you for marriages that will be healed and restored i thank you for family trees that will change because of their obedience i pray god that their simple obedience will produce supernatural outcomes in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. 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 amen.